Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome to another episode with Ignite the Spark Within Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Hernandez, and I am here to empower world-class leaders like yourself to create a life on your own terms. On these podcasts, we will be exploring the mysteries of self-mastery, shamanism, mysticism, conscious sexuality, and overcoming depression and anxiety. We'll be interviewing some of my very own tribe members from around the world and share some of our personal stories. We'll be discovering and implementing tools and strategies for living a more fulfilled life. So, join me on this journey of self-discovery and let's ignite that spark within together. A little bit about your host. I am a U.S. Navy veteran, served in the USS Ronald Reagan, was shaman apprentice, an international self-mastery coach, author, and conscious sexuality facilitator. Now, my mission is to support and empower world-class leaders like yourself, reminding you of the impact that you're meant to make in this lifetime. So if you want to learn more, if you bout that life, stay tuned for today's episode. Season one. Episode 22, Personal Growth and Transformation, Inner Child Work, Conscious Sexuality, and Radical Acceptance. All right, so welcome to this week's episode. So let's get started, yeah? Since our last episode, a couple of things have happened that have helped me deepen my thoughts on a few things. And firstly, um, I want to acknowledge the, the incredible, powerful retreat we had over the weekend. We did the Encuentro, Encuentro Magico, and it was powerful. Now, as a coach and facilitator, I often notice trends and patterns in participants, including in myself, right? Right. The participants in these retreats serve as great mirrors for where I'm at in my life or where I've been. For example, have you ever felt limited by something that happened in your past? Perhaps you were bullied in the past and now you have difficulty making new friends or trusting others, right? There are things that happened to us in our past that can impact our day-to-day decisions. And these things can still impact how we relate to the world today, right? Now, that's why it's important to be around others that help us see what's possible beyond those limiting beliefs. Being around others that live freely in areas where we might still feel constrained can actually break our paradigms, right? So by working together and being around others who live freely, we can break free from our limitations and expand our perspectives. Now, it's important to have a community that supports us, that supports our growth, that help us see what's possible beyond our limiting beliefs. For instance, I vividly recall uh, the first time I actually saw someone express themselves authentically with ayahuasca. And when I say I saw was precisely that. Now, unlike the Peruvian tradition of drinking ayahuasca, which is in absolute darkness, so you can't really see anybody. You can hear, right? You can hear all types of sounds and all types of things, but you can't see anything. Yes, because it's in pitch black. In Colombia, when you drink ayahuasca, well, there's usually there's candles and there's a sacred fire uh, that accompanies the medicine ceremony, which is in a way it, it casts light on others' experiences. So I'm never going to forget witnessing, um, I've talked about her in the past, right? Uh, a, a close friend of mine. And during our ayahuasca session, she was so carefree, just so completely free, lost in her own world. And it was evident. 
Her expression was mesmerizing. It was captivating and inviting. And I longed to see what she saw. Like her expression of what she was experiencing was remarkable. What I didn't realize then was that she unconsciously modeled for me what it meant to dive deep into the medicine without resistance. Yeah, her expression gave me permission and the freedom to express myself and explore the medicine steps. It encouraged me to explore my own expression and gave me permission to be myself and enter my own world without concern for judgment or misunderstanding. Now, after experiencing this for myself several times, I began to recognize a trend and a pattern, really. And it was that most people are actually pretty limited in their ability to express themselves, just like I was. Uh, however, I wasn't aware of it. I was inspired by a new possibility, right? And so when I started to look around, I started to notice how it's difficult, right? It's There's a difficulty in expressing or processing emotions, especially when they can be considered so taboo, right? Like anger, or when we have sexual urges, or when we experience pleasure, right? These are all taboo experiences that often get suppressed due to the fear of being ostracized from the community or society, right? So it's unfortunate that so many of us feel the need to hide our true selves out of fear of judgment or rejection. And we're taught from a young age what's acceptable and what's not. And this can obviously lead to feelings of shame and guilt. And when we experience emotions or desires that fall outside of those norms, it's easy to be, um, or to have those emotions come up. But the truth is, these emotions and desires are a natural part of being human, and it's important for us to be able to express them in a healthy and constructive way, right? So when we suppress our emotions, we're not only limiting ourselves, but we're also creating a barrier to deepen connections with others, right? So when we're unable to express ourselves authentically, well, we're not really able to fully connect with others on a meaningful level. And it's only when we're able to be vulnerable and open with others that we can create truly deep and meaningful relationships. So it's important. It's important for us to find ways to express ourselves that feel safe and authentic, right? And this might mean seeking out a supportive community or working with a therapist or working with a coach, right? Who can help us explore and process our emotions in a healthy and constructive way, right? It might also mean learning new skills or techniques for expressing ourselves, such as journaling, such as art, uh, meditating, right? Now, ultimately, the key is to recognize that our emotions and desires are a natural part of who we are. And that's important for us to be able to express them in a way that feels authentic and true to ourselves. Now, by doing so, we can create this deeper connection with others and live more fulfilling and meaningful lives. Now, I don't know if you can recall in a previous episode, I talked about the Mankind Project, right? Um, how it's a men's retreat and how I went there and, and how it was the first time I had witnessed a man process anger. Yes. Now anger is, it's, it's a, it's a powerful emotion. Yes. That often causes a lot of damage. Yet 
in that arena, in that scenario, in that retreat, I got to see, I got to witness how this man demonstrated anger, yet he managed to channel that energy and remain calm and grounded. Yes, now, this experience left a significant impact on me, really, to be honest with you, because it showed me what was possible. It showed me a new way of processing an emotion that had caused so much damage in my past both physically and mentally. Now, here's the thing. Unconsciously, this experience gave me an even bigger gift. And that was the capacity to see what it looks like to hold space for someone processing their anger and processing other strong emotions. You see, as a self-mastery coach and experienced facilitator, I find it easier to hold space for my clients and the participants in the tribe, right? When I'm in the mindset of a facilitator or a container holder, like that's my role. And in these roles, like I'm able to maintain a clear headspace and provide a safe environment for my clients and the tribe to really express themselves without feeling judged or triggered. However, unlike my role as a facilitator or container holder, I'm more susceptible to being triggered by those in my inner circle. Yes. Now, this is because I'm not in the same headspace of being a neutral observer. Right. And instead, I'm more emotionally invested in these relationships. As a result, my vulnerabilities and my personal information um, are more exposed and making it easier for any breach of trust to impact me on a deeper level. And that's why I tend to be selective about who I allow into my inner circle and to take any breach of trust seriously. Right. And so therefore, as a coach, I am highly aware of my participants' experiences and the intimate conversations that we share. And I'm grateful for the trust. And that, that, that there's, that's, it's such a blessing to be honest with you. Like I, I am extremely humbled to be able to hold that level of space and hold that level of container and to be able to hold that level of trust. Yes. So therefore, yes, I am absolutely grateful for the trust that they place in me. And I would say that it provides a sense of safety that enables them to confront their fears, their doubts and insecurities head on, right? Now, this strength allows them to process their emotions attached to the issues and replace old energy with new and helping to circulate it once again, right? And that's a lot of what we get to do over the weekend. That's what we got to do over the weekend, right? So the Encuentro Magico. Let's talk about that. So for those who have been following our episodes, you know that we recently had our quarterly Encuentro Maico in the jungles of Colombia. So literally last weekend, uh, we got to come together and on Friday we started, right? And we connected with our individual motives and our intentions for the weekend. And, it, and, and we started, we started to do the work, right? And what was the work? The work was identifying, all right, what needs to heal, right? How do we start to connect with our inner child and our inner child? child wounds and recognize that we could heal that inner child by establishing a meaningful relationship with that younger version of ourselves, right? Now, consider that doing inner child work involves recognizing and connecting with the wounded parts of ourselves that were created during our childhood. Yes, now these parts of ourselves may have developed as a result of trauma, whether it was neglect or maybe it was just some other difficult experience that we went through in our formative years. Now, by connecting with and healing our inner child, we can actually begin to address the root causes of a lot of our emotional and behavioral patterns and free ourselves from limiting beliefs and behaviors. 
Now, it can definitely be challenging at times, but ultimately, it leads to greater self-awareness, healing, and personal growth, right? And so now on top of, or, um, yeah, well, on top, I guess that's, I guess that's the right statement. On top of connecting to our inner child, we also get to connect with our future fulfilled version of ourselves, right? Which is an important step in achieving our goals and living the life we truly desire, right? So after creating a context for our inner child, we then establish a connection with our highest self. Now, this connection is what allows us to gain the clarity that we seek simply by asking the version of ourselves that has already obtained our dream lifestyle, hey, how did you make it happen, right? And so therefore we learn how to ask for guidance and strengthen our discernment in the process, right? So therefore by envisioning and connecting with our future self, with our highest self, we can gain clarity on the steps we need to take to reach our goals. Now, it's also helps to understand that the mindset and the behaviors we need to adapt in order to achieve our desired outcome, right? So when we connect with our future self, when we connect with our highest self, really, we get to tap into a deeper level of intuition and wisdom, yes, and we're able to access a higher perspective that's not limited by our current circumstances or our current limiting beliefs, right? And that this is what helps us make better decisions and take actions that are aligned with our true desires. Like, do you ever check in or just tap in before making an important decision and just like check in like, wait, is this in alignment? Is this really where I see myself uh, stepping into? Is this really what my highest self um, is in alignment with? And that future version of ourselves, that highest version of us will help us stay motivated, will help us reconnect and focus back on our objectives. Yes. So when we have a clear vision of what we want to achieve and who we want to become, it becomes easier to stay committed to our goals. It also helps to overcome any obstacles or setbacks that we may encounter along the way. So therefore, connecting with our future self is a powerful tool that can help us to continuously achieve our objectives and live the life or at least start to create um, the lifestyle that's in alignment with our desired true lifestyle. And we do that simply by learning to tap in, tapping into our intuition, tapping into our wisdom. Yes, that's how we can begin to gain that clarity and stay motivated and overcome obstacles that come up because they're going to come up. You see, this is the information that isn't necessarily new to us, right? And so it's specifically for the people that are going through the program or that have been in the foundation program, this is all stuff that we've been working on. Like we get to do this on an individual basis through the comfort of our home as we do are the online workshops, right? But it's in the retreat where we get to now come together and really do the deepening of the work with the rest of the tribe and hold space for one another. And this is exactly what happened. Now, later in the evening, that Friday, once we began our first sacred ceremony, it didn't take long for the space to become infused with the energy that needed to be healed. And many emotions started to surface and it was beautiful. Now, the next day, the next day we had a powerful afternoon and it was about connecting to chakra, right? And at different stages of the, of 
or at each chakra, right, we were at a different stage in a nearby river. Now, we first connected to our personal safety and the impact it has on us. When we don't feel grounded in who we are and where we come from, then we move to our sacral chakra. But instead of simply connecting through the most common way of enticing our sexual energy, we actually think, we, I switched things a bit, right? We worked on what gets in the way of activating our sexual energy from a grounded and safe way. Now consider this, can you stay aroused when you feel your life is in danger? right? Now, consider that most people can't, right? Now, when we have a traumatic experience in life, that energy creates a blockage between the root and the sacral, limiting the flow to the sacral, right? So we got an opportunity to connect to our primal animal and work on processing that emotion, on releasing any blockages. Now, once we're done with there, we moved up to the solar plexus. And that was when we got to engage in conscious breathing and utilizing tapping to learn to raise that energy up. And I'm not gonna lie, I definitely, uh, I, oh, I connected, I connected deeply. Connected so much, I dropped the drum after in our in our breath hold. Now, anyways, we connected to the images, at least I definitely connected to the images and, and the sensations, the feelings that can come up from engaging from your solar plexus. And now I say that because sometimes we're not necessarily accustomed to really activating our solar plexus, right? And so that was an opportunity to really engage and tap into our solar plexus and what it feels like to process and move energy up to our solar plexus. Then we moved up to our heart chakra and that was a whole different stage. And we got to connect heart to heart, right? We got to connect through eye gazing and seeing the humanity and the person in front of us that gave us permission really, or we gave ourselves permission to heal what needed to be healed and forgive whoever we needed to forgive, including ourselves. And just be, yes, just be with the person that's in front of us, not trying to be anything and really just allowing yourself to be vulnerable in the presence through a deep eye gazing experience. Now, once we were done with the heart chakra, we moved up to the throat chakra. And we did some exercises in regards to expressing our voice and recognized any resistance, right? Any thoughts, any emotions, and even the effect of our current state of throat expression, right? We then moved up to the third eye. And in the third eye, we got to put into practice the art of visualization, of course. And we recognized our capacity to use our third eye and the power of it and how to strengthen its intensity, right? And lastly, we reached the top of this beautiful peak and we connected to our crown chakra and our relationship with source and our highest self and we got to declare our power and more importantly recognize our responsibility as creators of our universe yes of our own universe we connected to the impact we're creating in the universe and the influence we have over everything going on in our universe right now consider that going over the chakras really just was the the the, the prep right because what it did was it prepped us up for the evening session where now we had our first conscious sexuality session in a co-ed setting right so we had both men and women 
and where women heard from men and vice versa. And this allowed us to hear different perspectives and experiences from people of different genders, which really helped broaden our understanding of sexuality and challenge any assumptions or stereotypes that we may have about the gender, about specific gender, or about sexuality, right? So it was really cool to witness. Now, in addition, Obviously, in discussing sexuality in a co-ed setting, it helped us to break down barriers and it helped us to promote a sense of community and understanding. Like it really did. It, it helped reduce the feeling of shame or isolation that may often be associated with certain sexual experiences or desires simply because we had the space to communicate about it. Yes, a non-judgmental space, a safe space. Now, having these conversations in a co-ed setting also helped promote that healthy consensual relationships um, and really understand what a consensual relationship and behavior even looks like, right? So by discussing boundaries, by discussing communication, um, respect in a group setting. So we were able to create a culture of consent and mutual respect. Now you can imagine that this helps to reduce incidents of sexual harassment in the world or assault. And really at the end of the day, just promotes safer, safer <laughs> healthier, sexual experiences for everyone, right? By providing the tools and frames of mind, really, that empower sexual expression and communication, right? And it's the actual tangible experience of this. So for those, um, specifically, I'm speaking to the men right now, for the men that have been part or have heard of the 14-day tantric challenge, tantric man challenge, well, this is where we actually got over the weekend, got to integrate a lot of the stuff that I teach in that 14-day course, right? How to do the tapping, how to do the breathing, how to actually harness our own sexual energy, how to be mindful, how to ask for consent, right? And these are all things that are very powerful, but it just takes it to the next level when we're actually now doing it in person. Now, Sunday morning, right, the following day, we got to experience a very cool, very powerful self-expression through movement, right? And that was by connecting with a local tribe via ecstatic dance. And so we got to go to the ecstatic dance and the magic of healing through movement and dance really lies in the ability to connect with our bodies, right? To, to connect with our bodies, to connect with our emotions in a unique and powerful way and to recognize where there is blockages, where there's resistance, where there isn't any self-expression and being willing to lean in on that. Yes. And so I got to witness participants who were previously blocked on Friday, just completely release and let go through movement on Sunday. And it was such a beautiful liberation. It was beautiful to see right now. This allowed for the witnessing of healing at its finest and for all types of feelings to blossom. Now, when we move our bodies, I really want you to understand this. This is really the dynamic. We allow ourselves to release pent up energy and emotions that may be stuck inside of us, right? So therefore, when we dance and move, well, that can be a form of therapy, helping us to process our emotions and to heal from past traumas. It also allows us to connect with others in a nonverbal way, right? Like being able to just as a tribe to communicate through our movement and through sound. And there was a moment where the men, we really stood and just 
as we came together as a brotherhood and really just let our masculine energy come out and the 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 feminine they they weren't necessarily um afraid but it was it was cool to see them be like oh that's pretty cool okay right so it was really cool to see that balance it was just it was it was it was really beautiful through dance, we can explore our creativity, right? And that's really what makes it beautiful. It's an expression of ourselves and we get to tap into our inner wisdom. And it's a beautiful way to connect, right? It's just the beautiful way that, that, that with the present moment and experience, you just get a sense of freedom and joy, like ecstatic. It's like, that's why it's called ecstatic dancing because you can really read states of bliss, right? Now, once uh, once we were completed with the static dance, we danced like five, six hours, five hours, um, four hours, five hours. It, it, it was, yeah. So anyways, later that evening, right, we came together to complete the second part of the Conscious Sexuality Workshop. And this part focused more on partner work, right? So we got to learn how to actually connect with our boundaries and express them and respect them, right? Through clear parameters and intentions, we discovered the beauty of conscious play and different levels of intimacy, right? With these exercises, the participants got to apply the skills they learned on their, in the, well, they got to apply what we had learned on Saturday and actually implement it on Sunday and now have tangible practice, hands-on experience so they can now go and take that experience and apply it into their own personal lives with their own loved ones, right? Now, consider that I love this work because I truly believe it's crucial to acknowledge the significance of conscious sexuality education and having a safe space to implement and practice these tools. So by learning and practicing in a supportive environment, well, participants can actually explore their desires and boundaries without the fear of judgment or without the fear of being shamed, right? And now consider that this is what fosters greater self-awareness, self-confidence, um, a more fulfilling sex life, right? Because you're prioritizing education and exploration in a conscious sexuality um, in a manner that's, well, yeah, in a conscious sexual manner. And that's just essential as it's having a community that supports that type of environment that supports and uplifts each other in the process. Because once again, it's a process. I know that it was definitely a process for me. I didn't get to my liberation level of self-expression that I have currently overnight. It's taking years of doing my own shadow work. It's taking years of identifying my shame. It's taking years years of like really holding a mirror to my face and recognizing where I'm not holding complete and not because there's something missing, but rather because I didn't see it. I didn't see what <clears throat> I kept seeing a void where there was really something else that was missing. And it was that self-love. And so when you really start to tap into that self-love and you start to really start to look at the world from a place of, all right, how, how is the world designed to make me better? And so therefore, how can I look at every circumstance, every challenge, every shortcoming as an opportunity to make me better, to make me wiser, to make me um, more influential from a positive standpoint, to be a better role model, to be a better man, to be an evolved man? So what I'm saying is that when we learn to prioritize our education and exploration when it comes to our conscious sexuality, it really is just essential.
Yes. And when we have a community that supports and uplifts it, it's essential and it's powerful. After spending a weekend with the tribe during our Encuentro Michael, I was amazed. Like, uh, I was amazed at the amount of healing and transformation that I got to witness. It was truly an incredible experience. And I'm happy to say that as uh, I can just call it a success. And I'm already looking forward to our next Encuentro Michael, which is scheduled for October, right? And the chance to come together with other like-minded individuals and work on our inner growth and development, that's invaluable. And it's amazing how much can be accomplished when we come together with a shared intention and a willingness to grow and learn. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be part of this experience and can't wait to see what the future continues to unfold. Now, um, I'd like to make a shift right now. Uh, let's pivot a bit. I'd like to discuss a key element that came about over the weekend, and I had an opportunity to talk to to, to a, a brother of mine um, on this on this topic, and that was um, a key element that I would say has helped me let go of a lot of negative thoughts and emotions. Right now, this particular key has been instrumental, all right? It really has in helping me shift my perspective overall and really teach me how to overcome obstacles, right? Now, let me provide some context first. Have you ever experienced mm, high anxiety due to a possibility that may occur in your life, right? Now, I'll give you an example. Perhaps you don't have enough money to pay your full rent next month, right? And so you're worried and you're worried about all the potential consequences that may result, right? Now, I'm assuming that someone, most of you at some point have experienced some level of this, right? Now, here's a more intense scenario. Okay, or a more drastic scenario. Maybe you're worried about what could happen if someone found out one of your deepest, scariest secrets, right? Just thinking about the possibility can actually build up anxiety, right? You might start considering the consequences of your actions, the judgment you'd receive, and everything that comes with being exposed in one way or another. Now, both of these examples have a key. Yes. And they have a key that can completely alter their perspective on the situation. Regardless of the situation, this key works right now. This key allows you to take action and overcome the resistance and the chains that oftentimes keep us enslaved to those concerns and those worries. All right. So are you ready for this key? You ready? Radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is a powerful concept that can have a profound impact on our lives, right? Now, consider that when we fully accept something for what it is, right, including all the negative aspects and take full responsibility for the situation or the experience, well, we open the door to a new perspective and a shift in our energy. Now, the universe takes notice of this shift, right? The universe knows, and we become aware that something has changed. Now, that heavy burden of resistance, well, it dissolves, and we're free to move forward without being held back by that negative emotion or that limiting belief. Now, consider that the radical acceptance is, it's not easy, right? It's, it's, it's not especially when we're first dealing with that concept of radical acceptance, it's not. And so when we're facing challenging circumstances or experiences, 
It can be tempting to resist or deny what's happening, especially when it's painful or when it's uncomfortable, right? It's just easier to look the other way or pretend like nothing's wrong. However, when we resist or deny the reality of a situation, we only create more suffering for ourselves. That resistance, it only gets worse. We become stuck in our negative emotions and these limiting beliefs, and we're unable to move forward or create any type of positive change. Yes, so therefore consider that radical acceptance really is what allows us to acknowledge and embrace reality of any situation, even if it's a painful or uncomfortable one. You get that? Now, it involves taking like full responsibility for our circumstances or experiences. And that's the thing. Here's the most important part. Without blaming others or making excuses. You see that? By accepting what's happening, we gain access to a new level of awareness and a whole new level of clarity. And we're now able to see things more objectively. And now we're able to make better decisions because we're not charged by that fear. You see, radical acceptance allows us to let go of our attachment to the specific outcome or any expectations. You see, when we cling to too tightly, right, to certain expectations or to the to specific outcomes, well, we create unnecessary stress and anxiety for ourselves. So therefore, by letting go of our attachments to these specific outcomes, we're actually able to approach situations with a more open mind and a greater sense of ease and flow, right? So again, radical acceptance It's a powerful tool. It's a powerful key that can actually help us overcome the obstacles that are in our way, can actually help us create a positive change and actually live more fulfilled by what? By embracing the reality of our circumstances and then taking full responsibility for our experience, right? Now we have access to take our, take our life to new levels of awareness, of clarity and of power, of of empowerment. Right. So I'll give you an example. Um, I feel like, <laughs> anyway, so I'll, I'll give you an example. I think this is a good example. So, um, my first DMT experience. And, um, it, uh, so I was at this power, I think I've shared this. One. I'm pretty sure I have. Um, I was at this powerful event, right? And I met this magical facilitator that served me this potent medicine. Now, after the third inhale, and I slowly exhaled, I fell back. I was gone. And the only thing I can think of was, fuck, I just killed myself. And at first I resisted. I was scared. I couldn't believe I just killed myself. I was like, fuck, of all the ways to die, really? I died from a fucking pipe. Like, no, now my mom's really gonna, like, her, 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 her fear of me dying on drugs just came true. Great. Now that, great. Now I gotta live, well, not live, cause in my mind, in that experience, I had just died. Yes. However, something happened. When I finally accepted my death, when I stopped resisting it, when I just accepted, all right, I died. I'm dead. My body done. Okay. I get it. What's next? And when I said, what's next, poof, 
my body got pulled into all sorts of dimensions and altered realities and showing me all different types of worlds. And, and I remember finally reaching to this entity who challenged me. And she was like, this, this what you wanted to see? Is this what you wanted to see? And I was like, hell no, this is not what I wanted to see. And voila, I was back. Now, I remember when my buddy's like, how'd it go? I was like, fuck that. I ain't doing that shit again. Right. But in that moment, I had to learn to accept, accept my own death. And that was the first time I had to actually be in the space of experiencing what we were in the spirit world or psychedelic world called ego death. That was my first experience of ego death. Now, I realized that that experience actually taught me a powerful lesson in acceptance. You see, when we learn to accept things for what they are, resistance dissolves and our perspective changes, right? So let's dig a little deeper here. What happens when you finally accept those difficult circumstances from your past or accept that you look the way you do or that you were dealt a certain hand in life? Like what happens when you take responsibility for your actions and you come clean about the things you are, haven't been proud of? Like, how do you think the universe responds to that? When you accept things, it gives you space to move on and make progress with new cards being dealt. And often, it's not as bad as we initially thought it would be. You see, accepting something means acknowledging and embracing it without resistance or judgment. It involves taking full responsibility for the circumstances and the experiences at hand, and it allows us to move forward without any negative emotions or limiting beliefs. You see, by accepting things as they are, we gain peace of mind and the space to take positive action and to start to create change. I'll give you an example. Do you, do you, you listening, do you want to discover something you may not have accepted yet? Well, I want you to ask yourself, you ready for this? What is something you're afraid of? Yeah, like think about this. What's something that you're afraid of? And then ask yourself, okay, what exactly is it that you're afraid of? Like, it's consider that that first thing you said, oh, I'm afraid of, let's say, I'm afraid of spiders, uh, yeah, yeah, right? I'm, a, I'm afraid of space, this, uh, snakes, I'm afraid of whatever, right? I'm afraid of, I'm afraid, right? But what's, what's really underlining that, you see? And typically, it comes down to one of the following. Usually, it's fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of humiliation, fear of the unknown, or fear of death. Now, have you ever asked yourself what's on the other side of accepting those fears or any of those fears? Like, let's take failure, for example. What if the fear of failure is holding you back from pursuing your dreams and living the life you truly desire? Yes, because let's take it. Often, the fear of failure can be paralyzing, preventing us from taking action and moving forward. But what if we choose to accept failure as a natural part of the journey towards success? You see, accepting failure means acknowledging that it's okay to make mistakes and that we can learn and grow from them. It means letting go of the fear of judgment and giving ourselves permission to take risks and to try new things. When we accept failure, we open ourselves up to new opportunities and experiences that we may have otherwise missed out on. So what would happen? What would happen if you chose to accept failure 
and move forward with courage and confidence. Like the possibilities are endless, right? You may discover new passions, develop new skills, and achieve greater success than you ever thought possible. So do you see where I'm going with this? When we acknowledge and accept our fears without judgment or resistance, we gain the ability to move beyond them and to take action despite their presence. Acceptance lessens the hold that fear has on us, allowing us to actually pursue our goals and take risks without being hindered by the negative emotions or the limiting beliefs. Now, consider that when acceptance is fully present, well, acceptance can lead to greater peace of mind and a sense of control over our lives because we learn to focus on what we can actually control and let go of the things we can't. Now, look, I love to talk about these types of topics. And if you feel called to ask any questions that you feel that would be beneficial for the audience, would be beneficial for the tribe to to listen and to deep dive in, please feel free to leave a message. Right, uh, I believe um, on Spotify, or I believe on any any of the podcasts, there's a a message that you can there's a voice message or something that you can leave there, or go in the description and click on there and send me a message, right? And I'll make sure, like, I would love to be able to have a section on each podcast that's dedicated just for Q and A's. Right now, real quick, I do want to leave a quick commercial for the foundation program. And it's just quick right now, because why? Because I actually see the value in the work, right? And what has been able to help the tribe achieve, right? I love our foundation tribe and I love to see their growth and I love to see them become more compassionate with their path and become more aware of their patterns and become more aware of their habits and become more aware of what's working in their life and what's not. I love to see them build their projects and literally see them start to build their dream lifestyle and to see their face of satisfaction when they look back on their bookmark videos and recognize their own growth. Look, that's, that's, it's, it's an incredible feeling. And you know what? That's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about the foundation program and the tribe. So if you want to learn more about that and how you can get, how you can be part of the foundation tribe, uh, again, check on the link, check on the link, uh, on the description. There'll be an opportunity to, to identify or click on the virtual foundation right now. As you may recall, uh, we discussed the concept of radical acceptance and how it can be a profound impact on our lives, right? So I got a homework assignment for you. You ready? My invitation to you is for you to practice radical acceptance in your day-to-day life, okay? So I want you to choose one area of your life where you tend to resist or deny reality and try to fully accept it for what it is, right? Like take note of any changes in your perspective or energy as a result of practicing this radical acceptance, all right? Now, another option could be to explore a new form of self-expression. Maybe it's through dance or maybe it's through art. And reflect on it. Reflect on how it helps you process your emotions and maybe how it's promoting any level of healing, right? Now, let's recap, all right? So we're coming to the end of today's episode. So let's recap on what we talked about today. So uh, the main points covered in this 
episode. So we talked about a range of topics, to be honest with you, and really they were all related to personal growth and self-awareness. So we started by discussing the importance of holding space for others, especially those in your inner circle, right? And for me specifically, I talked about how as a coach, I am highly aware of my participants' experiences and the intimate conversations we share, and I'm grateful. So if you're listening, I'm grateful. I, I love you. <laughs> and I'm grateful for the trust that you've placed on me as it provides a sense of safety for both of us, really, because I get to learn a lot from, from the tribe as well, right? And it enabled us to confront fears, to confront doubts and confront insecurities head on, right? So we also talked about the power of the inner child work and how it can really help us address the root causes of our emotional and behavioral patterns, right? And so being able to connect and heal our inner child, well, we can really learn to free ourselves from limiting beliefs and behaviors that were created at that stage, right? I talked about connecting with our future selves or our highest selves as another powerful tool that can help us gain clarity on the steps we need to take and to reach our goals, right? So when we connect with our future self, when we connect with our highest self, really what we're doing is we're tapping into a deeper level of our own intuition and our wisdom. And with that, we're able to access higher perspectives that are not limited, yes, that are not limited by our current circumstances, our current limiting beliefs, right? Um, what else do we talk about? What else we talk about? Oh yeah. We talked about the concept of radical acceptance <laughs> and how it can have a profound impact on our lives by embracing the reality of a situation, right? We gain access to a new level of awareness and clarity. Um, and we talked about how the universe knows, the universe noticed, the universe takes note on the shift and we become aware that something has changed. Yes, that's when you know you've, you've really done it. When you, you know you, you've, you've had an, a radical acceptance when that thing that was eating at you, that fear, that doubt, that thing dissolves. Yeah. Now, lastly, um, I got to highlight the transformative experiences of the Encuentro Magico and the value of conscious sexuality education, which I really do believe it's an critical now more than ever in the stage that we're in as a humanity. It's like, and, and I see it. I love it. I don't know if it's because more, I'm more in tune in this world. And so now I'm starting to see it more on my social medias, but I'm seeing a lot more people start talking about this conscious sexuality. And I think it's absolutely incredible. Now, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, da, 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 da. Nope, I think that's it. So, as always, um, I, I, I want to I want to remind you. Um, I want to remind you to take your. Oh yeah, yeah. Your wait, I almost forgot. Uh, to take your homework assignment, right? So take your homework assignment seriously. Um, and I, I invite you, like, really reflect, reflect on how those concepts can help you in your personal growth and journey. Right. So now, uh, uh, thank you. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. We are incredibly grateful for your support and, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I hope that you found this week's content engaging and informative and maybe even educational. So if you have any feedback or any suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to share them with me. Additionally, I would love if you could help us spread the word about our podcast, the sharing it with anyone in your life that you 
you believe this message would resonate with, right? Uh, I know that I am a unique flavor and not everyone, uh, can, 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 and yeah, I, I'm not for everybody, right? And those that I am for, well, that's why, that's why we the tribe. So once again, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to having you join us again next week. Boom. <gasps>